we still got some pizza left in the box here. Pizza sounds good tonight, doesn't it? I might have that for dinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you think we've uh, figured anything out so far in the show today? We have not figured out a thing. Not not a thing. We, you know, (laughs) remember it was two weeks ago we figured out the ideal trade target. DeJounte Murray. What's your feelings on DeJounte Murray on this day? Uh... Exactly. I, like I told you, I don't like the fit with Fox, but otherwise I love him. But we were and sure remember, two weeks ago we were like, yeah. yes, that's then he the went guy. out and he didn't make a shot right. in the second half that night. <laughs> so we 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 have no idea. I mean, you know, somebody Chris Watkins or who I forget who it was. Somebody raised this point. Tyus Jones from Washington as a backup point guard. No, I don't like that. Why? He's free agent after this year. Mm-hmm. And from what I read, he wants to be a starter somewhere. Yeah. If I get him here, yeah. he ain't going to start He ain't going to start. He ain't going to yeah. start. Yeah. So he's a nice player. He's good enough if to be a like starter. If it's like Kuzma and Tyus Jones and I had him, you know, for the rest of the year, maybe. But otherwise, you know, I don't I don't think he's going to want um, to stick around long term. But he's a good player, a smart player. So we don't have any answers then. Is that what we're saying? I thought we had a few answers. Did but, we uh, grant yeah. the Bible? Was that it? Was that <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. All right. We're back on that now. Now back on is, Jeremy Grant. Is there any chance of Kuzma? Should there be any chance? Not. I'm sorry. I didn't mean Kuzma. I meant Levine. Is there any chance that happens? Do we? Should we be rooting for that? Would he help? Do you think the Kings are interested? I don't think there's any chance. I think his contract is scary. Just twisted his ankle last night. He's out two weeks. Um, I think Zach Levine is the kind of move a team like the Lakers would make. Big, sexy, you know, gets the headlines. I don't know if Monty McNair and the Kings are about that. Like, Zach Levine is a tremendous player, but it might be more sizzle than actual steak, you know? Mm -hmm. And and so... I I, agree. Yeah, and, and I love Zach Levine, but I don't know if he's the type of player they would pursue. What's your feelings about Kuzma? Uh, I mean, does it does it do anything for you? Or I'm still really kind of lukewarm on Kuzma. I'm lu- I'm lukewarm also. I was I was all in uh, this off season, uh, but mid season, Keegan's development. I don't know how much it helps you defensively. I, I, no, I'm not. I'm I'm not in on it. But you're still all in on Murray if something happens there. DeJounte? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I still like DeJounte. And, and because here's the thing. I feel like when you look at what the Kings need, and you mentioned DeJounte and Trey Young didn't work, well, our offense is different. We play through our big. We don't play through a traditional guard. Um, and so I think DeJounte could play off DeMontis a bonus. And I think also what we have seen here, and we've been exposed these last few games, and we need multiple guys who can create their own shot. When you go down to King's roster, I'm talking about here, shot clock winding down, getting your bag, make a bucket. DeJounte Murray fits that. And he's unselfish. Like It's not no like question. he's coming in, I need to get my shots, I'm looking to get, you know, it's interesting. There's a clip on social media uh, where DeJounte is talking about he doesn't smoke. He doesn't drink. His ideal night is going at home, going home, watching four or five basketball games with his daughter. Boring. And boring. <laughs> I'll take boring. Yeah, like, me too. That's why I want my stars to be boring, right? I'm kidding. And so I, I think, and he's a noted worker. 
I've told the story during games before. I forget which road game they were on. He had a bad game. They landed back in Atlanta around 1.30. He went straight to the gym to work on his game. Why like would he's you trade that. a guy like that? And this would be the second team that traded him. Because uh, unless you're talking about, are you going to trade Trey Young? Like, he's your franchise. Mm-hmm. He's your guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, one guy to look at, we always talked about DeJounte Murray. DeAndre Hunter could be a, a, an answer uh, for Sacramento also. And so, yeah, but good I, answer. Yeah, I think Atlanta will be very active this trade deadline. You know who we should have got, though? Who's that? John Collins. Eh, maybe. He's playing well right now for mm-hmm. Utah. He is playing well for well, Utah. Utah's playing well. Yeah, Utah's That's a playing well. In and, and he's view. in the starting lineup, and you got him and marketing in the starting lineup. And I, I wish we would have went out and got John Collins. Well, you made the point of the week. Ooh, I like this. No, you did. I, I think there's no question here as we look at um, what the Kings need, what do they do. And there's one thing that's just so freaking obvious, as you pointed out. They're only playing three guards right now. Yes. You got to have another. Yes. You need another guard. And I that's, mean, <laughs> what's that? One, two, three straight games now yeah. of that. And Keon Ellis only played a minute and 54 last night. Like, you got to play more guards. I'm going to look at the box score. I'm allowed to do that. Matherin, TJ, Ben Shepard, they played three last night, and they were missing half their team. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We played three, and Chris Duarte can't get no burn anymore. Davion can't get burned. You know, do you consider Juan Toscano Anderson a guard? He can't get burned. Like, we got a lot of guys right now at that two, one, two guard position that just aren't playing. Yeah. And aren't it also, minutes. It, there, there's indications that uh, Fox and Monk may be, may be feeling the strain a little bit, you know? Yeah, it's a, it's a lot It's a lot on them. Like, you know, and Kevin Herter's coming along, yes. But, you know, you're talking about Malik Monk who – now not only has to provide the scoring for you, but he also has to be a play, a high elite level playmaker for you as well. And I, I do think it's a lot right now on those guys. Off to the phones we go. Jerry's been hanging on. Jerry, you're on with the drive, guys. What can we do for you, Jerry? Happy Friday. Hey, happy Friday. Can you guys hear me? Yes. Yeah. All right, all right. I'm loving the conversation, man. Um, I just think uh, as far as the bonus and Fox go, I know Fox Fox's kind of uh, his numbers are aren't the same as last year, but I feel like as as far as as far as the bonus handling the ball, I think it's it's okay up until a certain point, up until a defense changes, you know, strategy. Then we we've got to include a guard. Um, I love Malik Monk. I think him and Dejounte are very similar in that way. But I I I'm looking to see if they could catch a or uh, have a catch-and-shoot guy like Quentin Grimes or some, somebody mm-hmm. who can put, put put the ball up and, you know, get a good percentage. Because if you look at it, Harrison Barnes and Herter, they've been kind of hurting us with, with the slump. So we need, you know, I wouldn't mind trading them to and, get, you know, getting a defensive player like Jeremy Grant who can also score. You know, he, he, he I'm sure he wants to be with the winning team. I just think the Kings – front office, they have to be aggressive because we're in the middle of the pack right now, and the only way to, you know, beat these teams, like, you know, uh, Fox last year, he was killing guys because he was the most clutchest player, you know? Fox was the clutchest player in Mm -hmm. the NBA, and I'm not sure if those numbers are the same right now, but I'm sure he's pretty much there, you know? But obviously, teams are going to pick him up, you know, 
pick up on things we do. But I just think, like I agree with you guys, Sabonis should run the floor. As soon as they change the defense, the ball should go to Fox or Monk, run the floor, get a guy like Quentin Grimes, you know, who can also space the floor, get even um, a, a Murray some more shots, you know, some, some easy ones. I feel like with our offense, we're so fast, we need to be looking for the easy ones. And I feel like Jeremy Grant will surely do that for us. Thank you, Jerry. What do you guys think? All yeah. right, man. Good call. Good call. Uh, yeah, he even won the most clutches. Wasn't that the what it says? Most clutches player award. I think that's what Fox won. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Quentin Grimes is a good player, and he's available, but the Knicks, you know, they want to upgrade too. So would they be willing to? What are we giving up? Knicks are going for it now. You know, I'm not in a hurry to give up your guy Herder right now, the way he's playing, unless I can really get something that I know improves. Right. I mean, yeah, because he's really playing. If he's if he's hitting his well. shots, Kevin yeah. Herter is fine. He's, yeah. He's A-OK. We don't yeah. need an upgrade. Like, he's if not he's, an untouchable, but right. I'm not moving him unless if, I get some back that wows me. Exactly. And I like Quentin Grimes. They were high on him uh, in New York, but he's taking a step back. This season, I don't think he's playing though. Yeah, look at his numbers. Last year, eleven points per game. This year, six. I think it is. Yeah, something like that, or close to seven. Ten minutes fewer this year than last year. And so, at one point, they were reluctant to put him in any trades. Like he was going to be one of their guys. Mm -hmm. But you got Josh Hart, you got Divincenzo, you got so many other guys in New York now. I would kick the tires on on Grimes, you know. But I don't know. He comes here, he's just a bench rotation guy, I think. Like, I don't think he, right. you know, right. solves any starter problems or anything like that. I don't need to just move the deck chairs around on the Right, Titanic. that's all it is. Right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's not going to help. That's not going to help. Though, but Jeremy Grant, maybe we got something yeah. there. I'll talk to Tin here on Sackdown Sports. Hello, Tin. Thanks for hanging. What's up? No problem. How are you guys? What's up, Tin? Um, so, wow, the last caller said uh, a name similar to Brent Grimes, and they just remind me of the Dolphins cornerback. I meant to say something about the NFL. Um, Go ahead. Draper, Sorry, we're good. Yeah, uh, aren't you happy that LaShawn McCoy, after the Eagles, he went to the Bills and he still, like, produced? It's always fun to see a player jump from the Sacramento Kings and they go into the Indiana Pacers like Buddy Heald, and they, they still do well. Thank you, Tim. Thanks, Tim. What do you make of uh, Buddy getting the business last night from Sacramento fans? I was a little bit surprised. I don't know. I mean, it's not new. but Right, it's not new. Yeah. I mean, shouldn't we be like, yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah, like, uh, right. But, you know, that comment he made at the shoot-around, he's in the background. And, yeah. You know, he, he dissed Sacramento. Like, yeah. people don't, aren't quick Long to forget memories. that. Long yeah. memories on that. But what did I, you think? That's your guy. That is my guy. We, we dapped up before the game and everything. <laughs> I maintain that, yes, what he said was wrong. Boom, if you want. But he also had some big moments in Sacramento. He also had some game winners. Like, when you look at Marvin Bagley versus Buddy Hill, there's no question who had a better career in, in Sacramento. So I can understand booing a Marvin Bagley. Didn't pan out. His dad, family, yeah, yeah. all that. Okay, I get that. But Buddy Heald, you know, at once he was one of our beloved. Like, he he had some big moments for Sacramento. Mm -hmm. I don't think I'd really want him on my team, but, man, can he shoot. He can right? shoot the ball. That three he had uh, late in the game as we were making a comeback as a corner three, I was like, uh-oh, here we go. Mm -hmm. All yeah. right, when we uh, – Come back here. Yes. Uh, one thing the Niners must prevent the Peck from doing and what an NFC scout says. Two things he says. 
are the weaknesses of the 49er offense. Next, Drive Guys, Sackdown Sports. Big surprise today. I was surprised. I don't know about you, Jay, but I was stunned that Kyle Draper is not wearing any that I can tell any Packers shirt, cap, you, stock, you, nothing. You, you don't see everything I'm wearing. Yeah, yeah there's some uh, some areas you can't see. So, socks, some unmentionables. Yeah, I might got my you got Packers underwear Vince on. Vince you know? Lombardi unmentionables. On. Yeah. All right, put the brim on it. It's got the brim. <laughs> Let's see what I got underneath here. He's repping his son's high school. Oh, so, I got my uh, wrestling you know. shirt. Yeah, I got the Vista Del Lago. Uh, That's very nice. Basketball sweatshirt. My son's playing right now. They were up, but now I think they're down. And then I'm heading straight to Vista after this. I'm getting my Scott Moke on. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I'm the in-arena announcer tonight for Vista Del Lago, the Eagles, supporting them. So. Isn't that one of the coolest things about playing basketball, whatever level, if you're ever lucky enough to get – Introduce. Introduce. There's like seven people there. You yeah, know, it's exactly. Like, oh, at guard. And you're at six so two. Cool. Yeah, out of Folsom Middle School <laughs> by way of Oak Ridge. You know, like, yeah, it's like it's pretty cool to hear your name out there. Yeah. Like that. How um, how are you gonna do it? I mean, are you gonna just let it fly? I have yeah. no idea. You know, I'm like, this is my first time doing something like this in arena, uh, announcing. Scott Mook does such a great job. Um. I don't know if they want me after every shot, say, basket, bye, you know, like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I'm going to just let it fly. I- I'm a big. PA action, huh? Yeah, a little PA okay. action tonight. Public address announcer tonight. And and I'm a big guy, a feeder off of energy. So hopefully the crowd's bringing the energy yeah, tonight. Yeah, Friday I bring night. Who they play? Uh, they got uh, Del Campo tonight. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, is that, was that where Dusty went? Yes. Yeah. 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 Matt you Barnes. Know, Matt Barnes, yeah. You know what's so funny to me, and I haven't talked to Scott Moke about this, but he, he does a great job, no question. And he's doing what is done in the NBA, and I it's it's the way you're supposed to do it. It just cracks me up when, you know, Malik Monk! And then when somebody on the other team, whoever it is, makes a basket, it's like your dog died. Buddy Hill. Buddy Hill. Right, yeah. right. That's how I should be. Yeah. Or, or like you're disgusted. Can I do know? that tonight? Can I do that tonight? I don't know. When somebody from know. Del Campo. It cracks me up, though. Johnson. Yes. Yo. Yes. Brewer. Yes. <laughs> I might have to do that. I might have to do that. You know, it's like a pause and like Jalen Smith. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that. You it's know what? so funny. I think the Miami Heat guy is, is pretty good at that. Like, He's kind of annoying. People are annoyed by yeah. him, but his guys, he's like all over the place. And then, you know, our, you know the other team scores. Um, so, Del Campo tonight, uh, they're reeling right now. I think they're 4-17. and 17. But Ooh. Vista is doing something new tonight. They are lighting the V oh. with the win. So, they got a big Ooh. V outside. And if the uh, uh, Eagles win, they're going to light the V like the beam. So. You said something new to me. That's still a that's still a relatively new school, I think, isn't it? Fifteen years or so. Yeah, fifteen okay. years. Yeah. Nice school. Uh-huh. It didn't have those kind of schools when I was coming up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Danilo Gallinari. I remember when he was with the Knicks. Hearing yeah. the story about first time he scored a basket, and the PA guy really did it up like with an Italian accent. <laughs> Danilo Gallinari. Gallinari, and he was like. What was that? He didn't like it. <laughs> he didn't like it. Not right. at first. I yeah. guess eventually he warmed up to Gallinari. it. Gallinari. Yeah, yeah, right. What was that? Like? <laughs> you making fun of me? Right, what right. That? That's hilarious. Yeah. We'll have fun tonight. Thanks. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. That will be tremendous. Uh, the 49ers and the Packers. Here's the one thing 49ers must prevent Packers from doing. Okay, what you got? Got to keep the uh, Packers from running the ball successfully, right? 
and it's not going to be easy. The Packers ran or featured play action 10 of the first 12 plays versus Dallas, and Aaron Jones is on one. Mm. In the first 14 games of the year, Green Bay did not have anybody rush for 100 yards. Yes. First 14 games, nobody did. Last four games, Aaron Jones, 21 for 127, 20 for 120, Ooh. 21 for 111, and then against Dallas, 21 for 118 with three touchdowns. Look out. He is on one. Yeah. And that is the key for Green Bay, how they can beat your San Francisco 49ers. You got to run the ball against them. You got to control the clock. You got to control the line of scrimmage. All the cliche cliches. We've seen it happen all season long when the Niners lose. It's because they don't win the line of scrimmage battle. And if Aaron Jones is getting 100-plus yards, mm-hmm. I, I think that right. – uh, is is curtains Packers Packers struggle stopping the run yeah. but if the team if the Packers have the ball the defense don't, don't have, have, to, worry about about worry about don't have yeah. to worry why about that don't have to worry why you said last four games uh-huh. just so I'm here prior to Dallas I was including the Dallas include so yeah. three games and then Dallas yeah yeah okay yeah so you have the Panthers uh-huh <laughs> why, why are you doing that, Jay? Why are you doing that, Jay? The Vikings. Why, why, are, you, why yeah. are you looking at the uh, the game Bears? Uh huh. And then Dallas. Why are you looking okay. at the game up? I'm just, you know, I was just trying to see if I Good had point. that correct. Yeah. yeah. Good point. Yeah. All right, Good you might be right. Or they could be hitting their stride right now, and the momentum, Jay, carries over. It could be. Mm-hmm. You're right. They could be. <laughs> but see that to your point, Jay. That's why I thought they had no chance against Dallas. Because they'd been playing well against some dog teams, you know? They have been. I mean, but, you know, they got on a run, obviously. Schedule lightened up, uh, like Jay was saying. But the Dallas win, that's a legit legit butt-kicking. That's one to hang your hat on and be Mm -hmm. proud of. Now, as far as weaknesses in the 49er offense, and I think I might have gotten this from the Milwaukee paper, which Uh is, what is it, the Journal Journal Sentinel? 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 Yeah, Yeah, yeah. When All asked cooking. if there were any weaknesses in the 49er offense, an NFC scout, and yeah, Jay, I don't know, Cowboy scout, pointed to two things. I just want to give you guys a chance, and if you don't want to guess, it's fine, but would you want to take a guess of what they are? The offense? The offensive line. To a scout. I said O-line. O-line? O-line and I would wide say, receiver depth? Dude, I, I that's a good the one. The other one is a little more, that. it's not something specific about the team, but you're right. O-line is exactly okay, right. Okay, that's on it. NFC Scout pointed to two things. Quote, their offensive line other than tackle Trent Williams and playing from behind in the fourth quarter. Oh. <laughs> what do you got to say, Mr. J? And he said. They won't be playing from behind. <laughs> other than that, that, they are a monster, end quote. So that's the Scout's view of two potential flaws in the field. Is he right about it? Do we all agree on that? We we agree with that scout. Well, we just they don't they haven't had to play from behind in the fourth quarter that often. What's 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 Shanahan's record when trailing by eight? And, I don't have it. Don't bring that up. Why do you lost I'm, that paper? <laughs> yeah, I had it. And uh, no, they haven't had to play from behind. Well, they've never <laughs> won a game. Like, just give me one win. I didn't say it like that. But... <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I, I, I if you're asking me, I'll agree. Yes. Uh, that is a concern, I think. The second one for me is a concern because we haven't seen it enough with Brock Purdy. Right. And we haven't seen it enough with all the weapons. 
Like normally when they're behind, it's because they don't have all their weapons. Somebody's hurt. This guy's banged up. Greenlaw, you know, is clothesline somebody on the sideline. <laughs> like it's normally there's a reason why. Yeah, Packer fan won't agree with this, but I honestly think, Jay, <laughs> one of the reasons the 49ers don't do well coming from behind is because they're so good. Honestly, I believe this. It's such a good team. If they're behind, something is drastically wrong already. Because if they're playing their game, they, they're they ahead. If they're behind in the fourth quarter, somebody's hurt yep. or they got some funny bounces. Yep. I mean, for the most part, that that's why I think Let me, uh, they struggle. Remember, the fourth quarter. remember this. Yeah. The 49ers have yet to lose when Ayuk, Debo, Kittle, McCaffrey, and Purdy are all healthy. How about that? Let me see. What, uh, Monster. I'm, I'm just, I'm just, Seems like they're all healthy this weekend. I'm just, Extra healthy. Yes. I'm just, Lots of rest. I'm, I'm just looking at some numbers here. Yeah, what do you got? Numbers you got. <laughs> oh, and is it 38 now? Oh, here we uh, go. Okay. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> what do you got? There is. Oh, when they're trailing, you know? And wait, wait, you can mention. about Shanahan? Yes, Shanahan. So is this like we're talking like the Atlanta Falcons or something too? Under Kyle Shanahan, worst record of any team since 2017. Hmm. So, yeah. Oh, and Brock 30. Purdy wasn't playing much nah, in 2017. But, uh, well, Brock Purdy had a chance uh, against Cleveland. What happened? Brought him back to a field goal. They, they field crapped goal the bed. But did he, he didn't. They, they didn't win. You well, should have got a touchdown. You're right. You should have punched I it agree. in. That's you should have punched hand. it in. You're right. I you know, I'm just saying. And, and you can't argue, Jay, and, and you can't uh, not uh, accept the fact that that's a startling number that you have never come back when trailing by seven, uh, more than seven, eight you or more. I, I, you say it's startling to me. It's trivia. That's what it's like. Hey, here's, a, here's a piece of trivia for <laughs> trivia. you. Oh, okay. So what this yeah, scout says that. isn't an issue then. Did he put his <laughs> name on it? The scout did not put None the name of on scout. it. Right? Oh, so what okay. he said isn't a, a concern. Like is it for the USFL. isn't an issue at all? The fact uh, that it has never been done under Shanahan. You know, you want to know a synonym for uh, anonymous? Gutless. That's what. That's what that means. You you know what? This gutless nah, scout. Gutless. Now you're ripping the scout. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's what I gotta say. Put your name on it. Last thing I'm gonna say on this. Brock Purdy. There was a reason why Baltimore picked him off four times. Because he had to use the arm. You get down, now you got to rely on Brock Purdy. You can't just hand it off to CMC or dump it off to CMC. He has to go out there and make plays, and he has not proven that he can do that in a clutch situation when you're trailing in the fourth. It's, it's funny. You keep having to put more and more conditions on it. No, I'm just saying. It. That's the way. So if, can come if the from Packers have the lead in the fourth quarter of a road game against an NFC South if, team. I'm yeah. confident if the Packers have a lead, mm-hmm. they should feel confident. And, and what, what are we talking about? First quarter, second quarter, you saying uh, fourth quarter, seven minutes to I, go I, type I would, thing. I would say going into the fourth. How okay. about that? Going into you. the fourth. First quarter lead, that's not, you know, plenty of time to – Niners have come back from that. Halftime, we know the Niners can turn it on. But when it really gets down to it and it's close and you're pressing and Brock Purdy takes more and more chances because you're – right now, when Brock Purdy has a lead, he could be conservative. He doesn't have to force things. He, he doesn't have to not. make plays. He's not. No, I'm <laughs> saying he doesn't have to. That's what I'm saying. He still makes some throws that Kyle Shanahan says, uh, that probably not yeah. the best of throws. Uh-huh. But when you're pressing – and you got to make a play. 
<laughs> That's when he struggles. I agree. I, I uh, give thank you, that. you Jay. I give, give me that. that. It's I just common that. sense. I, I will, and I that's, know we have that's to every break. Quarter. That's a lot of quarterbacks. That's most Very quarterbacks, true. right? But, and that's what separates great from good right. and good from not in the league. I'm going to ask you. I do think the game is going to go a certain way. I'll talk to you guys on the other okay. side of the break if that's okay. Cool. Can yes. I t- ask tell Please, yeah. yes. Yeah, we got also, time. Uh, when we come back here, uh, Manny wants to know how soon do you guys think a trade will happen. We'll get to that as well here. The Drive Guys on Friday. There's nothing quite like it. Cousin Pete wants to know here on the YouTube chat. Thank you for listening, watching. Uh, Drapes picking the Texans because Lamar hasn't won anything. His playoff record is not good. Good question. No, it, it, Cousin Pete. Has Lamar won an MVP or no? Regular season Okay, MVP okay. Or? I'm just saying. He's did, won a regular season did, did, did Lamar go into Santa Clara and, and lay the wood on the Niners? Come on. Lamar is regular way, season. way yeah. more accomplished yeah, than Brock Pete Purdy. Yeah, asking about Lamar's playoff record. And he makes a good point. It's not – has he ever won in the divisional round? But let me ask – Has he ever won a cousin, game? Cousin Pete, go back to your grandma's basement because here's <laughs> – this is where – don't try and uh, get me involved in this conversation. He's just asking No, questions. because he's trying to – I I'm having said Lamar Jackson's Tom Brady – I haven't said Lamar Jackson's Joe Montana. You Niners fans have said that about Brock Purdy. So don't come throwing shade at me. You are the guys that have put Brock Purdy on this Mount Rushmore of Niners quarterbacks, and he hasn't done a darn thing yet. CP is just asking a question. Come on. Kind of flat out the handle there. Yeah, thank you, cousin Pete. Brock Purdy brings that out of me, and he—it's just—it just—it's ridiculous the amount of love this guy is getting. And our guy Jay Johnson, he might not admit it on air, but he agrees with me that we've anointed this guy a little too quickly. Not saying he's not a good quarterback, but what if what if we? Pardon me. Yeah. What if we anointed him? What if we anointed him? You say we've anointed him too quickly. In your mind, what if what if people anointed him? Joe Montana. Tom Brady, all-time great Niner quarterback. <laughs> like, what are we? What is this guy? <laughs> we handed him the MVP. Then he went out and threw four interceptions and came back down to earth. I'm my whole premise with Brock Purdy has been: let's wait and see before we hand him a, a gold bust for camp. How, it's been two seasons now, and he's been off the charts. It, it hasn't even been. Uh, a, a full two seasons. What was it? The last seven last year was eight, six, six. How exactly. many? How many do you need to see? And you're gonna say, no, I need to see it in the playoffs. Well, what exactly are we talking about? I need to see him get to the Super Bowl. I need to see him. We're talking about comparing him to Tom Brady. Why, Whitey? That wasn't me. That was my your guy. boy. <laughs> that was your boy, Dante Whitner. Dante Whitner. <laughs> but you, you, you got coworker. If we're all being honest here, coworker, my coworker, right? <laughs> The guy that didn't text me back. If we're all being honest, <laughs> let's really have a discussion. Not a, a, a drapes, I'm going to stick it to you, or I'm going to stick it to Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy's a good quarterback, right? Uh, yeah, I think he's a little better than that, but yes. But he needs to accomplish more, in my opinion, well, sure. before we call him great. Like, the way some people talk about this guy, it's like he's, you know, the best thing since Steve Young. Colin Kaepernick probably got to a Super Bowl. Probably, Brock Purdy hasn't. He probably literally is the best thing since Steve Young. <laughs> I need to see and, more. And Cap was amazing. I, I need to see more. That's is it? Let, let me ask you this though, real quick, Drapes. Isn't quarterbacks who do well very quick anointed like good though? So why is it fresh? Why is it so frustrating that 
Brock is getting the love that he is when you have Pat Mahomes didn't even playing. People were talking about this dude was off the charts. We didn't even get to see him play in practice. This dude is making 80 yard bomb throws. Like we saw that we hear it. I think it's just a quarterback thing. Here's the thing, Jake. I didn't have a radio show back then. Oh, I got a radio show. You know what I mean? I was covering Celtics. I wasn't even, you know. (laughs) And and so now I'm living it. I'm breathing it. I'm hanging. I was hanging out with Tommy Heinsohn. Now I got to hang out with Dante Whitner at NBC Sports California (laughs) and listen to his nonsense. And so, and and it's here's the problem too. And and I'll tell you about me. And and I might be telling on myself a little bit here. I'm gonna let you behind the curtain, Jay. (laughs) And behind the curtain, Whitey, when it comes to drapes, this is how I am. Before I moved to Boston, I liked Tom Brady. I said, you know what? Carries himself well. Supermodel wife. Always gracious with the media. That's a good dude. But then you go to New England and see how they worship that Mm -hmm, guy. mm -hmm. It turns me off. And the way you guys worship Brock Purdy, it kind of turns me off a little bit. I get that. that yeah. That's, that's, I can my, understand that's that. me right there. Yeah. That's exactly what it is right there. I got that. By the way, before we get to the phones, um, Mitch Richmond ever return your text? Oh, man. No, I had to go down and confront him. <laughs> he was like, what's your number, dog? And so I called him. He was like, oh, that's why. I'm a 916. I'm a 213 because I got a 509 area. I'm like, Mitch, oh, you better okay. lock me in, man. Oh, so that's too bad. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't have to do much last night, huh? Good for him. He just stood there. Just stood there, yeah. and then all yeah, so. oh, baby, MC yeah, Hammer and uh, Fifty Cent. Yeah. I was like, man, that was pretty cool. Yeah, you know why? A couple years ago, Fifty Cent was the perfect uh, spokesman for the Kings. Why? Because they were only good for two quarters. Uh, let's go to Ken. Three three nine eleven forty one eight hundred nine two eleven forty. What's up, Ken? Ken. What's going on, Whitey? That was damn good. <laughs> that was pretty good. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. And before I get to the Kings, I want to say that Lamar Jackson has got to win a playoff game because, unfortunately, it's right. His playoff record hasn't been sterling. And until he does, it's going to be a, 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 something for his distractors to point to. Sure. I think the guy's ready to take the next step, at least get to the uh, AFC Championship game, if not the Super Bowl. But I think given the season that the, Ra- uh, the Ravens has had, given the fact that he's going to win his second MVP, I think he's got to get there or else they're going to start looking at him the same way they look at Dak Prescott. Mm. I know that's harsh, mm. but that's what's going to happen. He's got to win. And no, I agree. I, I, yep. was called, of course, <laughs> I was called, of course, to talk about the Kings, and only because of this. I think when you look at the Kings right now, everything that they're doing is correctable. Making free throws is correctable. Making dumb plays down the stretch is correctable. My frustration comes, this team set a standard last year, and us as fans are expecting them to reach that same standard this year. So it's one thing to look at this team and say, okay, they're having the struggles. But to me, they've got to get to where Sabonis cannot shoot 61% from the free throw line. Fox cannot shoot 72% from the free throw line. When you look at what they've gotten from Herder over the last three games, that's what they need to be the kind of team they were last year. If they get that, I'm satisfied with it. But right now, Fox and Sabonis, although they're all-stars, they're not playing all-star caliber. You just cannot shoot 70% from the free throw line. Mm. They're leaving too many games 
because they're leaving too many points on the board by not making free throws. They've lost three, four games in a row. The last three they should have won. They lost them strictly because of the way they shoot free throws. And Ken, correct me uh, if I'm wrong. I know you've been a Kings fan a long time. The number last night, 14, isn't that just a, an especially onerous number for anyone who remembers the Kings missing 14 stinking free throws in game 14, seven? I'm yeah. trying to see in game seven. Yeah. So as much as we want to talk about it, I tell these people all the time, tell me that, yeah, they got ripped off in 202, but that was only in game six. Game seven, they missed free throws. Mm. Had they made those free throws, they'd have won the series. That's what it comes down to. And I think right now for this team, it's a mental thing. When your 86% free throw shooter is going to the line and missing two, I think it's in the head for everybody. They've got to correct that. Thank you, Ken. Appreciate it. Great call, Ken. Oh, yeah. Great Great caller. He's an OG. Have a great weekend, Ken. Um, How about this? We we didn't get to the question yet from – who was it? Manny too legit. Oh, yeah. How, how, how long is it going to be before the Kings do something? We'll give you uh, the answer when we come right back here. The Drive Guys wrapping things up. Sacktown Sports. Notes. Well, looking forward to the weekend. Looking forward to the football weekend. Yes. I want to say something on behalf of Kyle Traper. Uh, you know, we're having fun today, and we're just talking sports, and we appreciate your being with us. Um, let's see. Who is it? Will says, uh, Draper equals Purdy hater. Come on, man. Yeah, it, it, not really. I can tell you that. We not have really. fun here. Right. And he he would be happy if the 49ers didn't do well. You know, if the 49ers end up coming up short at any point here, he's going to be very happy. But I, Brock Purdy hater. No, I'm not a hater. It's not Brock Purdy. It's not about Brock Purdy. It's, right, right. Uh, it, it's about the way people, people have reacted right, to Brock exactly. Purdy. Now, he's wrong, but <laughs> it's, not <a> matter, <laughs> it's not a matter of hating Brock Purdy. Right? Not at all. Uh, and I explained it. It's not about Brock. It's about the anointing of Brock, uh-huh. you know, the idolizing of Brock, the putting him on a pedestal of Brock. It just disgusts me. Yeah. It's like, See, ah. I, I think my parents were kind of like you are. You say you went to Boston. You're like, Tom Brady's great. Then you go there and you're overexposed to it. Yeah. My parents, you know, growing up in Vallejo, real yeah. baseball fans, neither one of them could stand the San Francisco Giants. Really? My dad that was close a St. Louis Cardinal fan. And my mom was a Dodger fan. And part of it was they just felt like, oh, everyone's always so crazy about the Giants around here. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Dare to like, be different, yeah, Whitey. Dare to go. be different. There you go. Now, that said, we had a question on the YouTube chat from Manny Too Legit. How long do you think it'll be before the Kings do anything with the deadline approaching? Good question. That's a great question. Um, We're less than three weeks away now. And from all the reports that we've heard, the Kings would like to get something done sooner rather than later. Sure. So with the deadline being February 8th and today January 19th, it would surprise me if a move is not made before the end of this month. So another 10 days, 10, 11 days, something like that. Honestly, I feel like we're almost at DEFCON zero. Like, all right, we got to do something now. Because this four-game losing streak, you got Atlanta. Hopefully, you could beat them. But then you go on the road. Golden State, tough matchup. You know, I know they're struggling a little bit, but they always play us tough. Then you got Dallas, who's ahead of us in the standings. You know, you got, uh, you know, Memphis. You should be able to beat shorthanded, but mm-hmm. we've seen. So, you can't let this four-game losing streak spiral. So, you need to get something done sooner rather than later. I hope you're right. I think it's going to go right down to the deadline. You think so? Okay. Because I think 
the Kings are going to want to get somebody who is, you know, has uh, some significance, somebody who's got some star caliber. And I think I'm thinking of Jeremy Grant, but I don't know Mm -hmm. if it's him. For the team, whoever the Kings are talking to, it just behooves that team to hang on to that player as long as they can. I really am not even clear on why Toronto moved as quickly as they did. Why didn't they hang on and see if they I think they like the package what they got. You but know? it's not really that great of a package, was it? In their eyes, I think okay. maybe it was. You All know, right. if it's like, you know, if you're selling a car and you say, I want thirty two thousand for it, somebody walks in, here's a check for thirty two thousand, you're like, All right, that's yeah. what I wanted, you know? Yeah. And, and so also with Pascal Siakam, I think and OG to the, to the, to an extent. With them becoming free agents, OG, you know, can exercise that option, become a free agent, Pascal. The closer you get to the deadline, the more leverage you lose because teams know you have right. to trade them. Right. At that. Good like, point. you know, yeah. it's like, all right, I'm going to make my strong that, offer now. Yeah. It's sort of like uh, StubHub or when you buy concert tickets. StubHub. Yeah. A week before, the price is high. But as you get closer, you get into the first quarter. Guys are just looking to dump Like it. when I went to Joshua Tree. <laughs> you remember that? You, you, we you went literally you out went there? to Joshua Tree. <laughs> I mentioned that. Jay's like, oh, I was a joke. No, I, we just went there. You just went to the actual, the actual, right, tree. the actual not trees, the, the forest, the, the, yeah. the area. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's that's, I'm glad you clarified that. But that said, that to me, if the Kings are going to get somebody like Jeremy Grant or even Kuzma, whatever, I think it's going to come right down to the wire because the team is. It, it behooves whatever team we're talking about to hang on to that player to right before the deadline because that's when they're going to get the best offer. So I hope you're right, but I don't think the Kings are going to be able to do anything to right at the deadline. Well, here's the problem with the Kings. We all know their assets. Like, it's not like, oh, man, they're going to, you know, they got five first-round picks. At first, they're only offering two. Man, if we hold them out, we stall them out, maybe we can get four. So, like, their assets are pretty finite. Yep. And depending on the caliber of the player, I don't think you have many options to sweeten a pot or anything like that because, you know, you're not giving up Keegan. You're not giving up, you know, Fox, Sabonis, Malik even. And so I, I think the, the Kings' uh, offers are finite out there. So whatever they offer today, I think they would offer – February 7th, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Sasha still may have some value. And again, so? I'm not seeing as a centerpiece of a deal, but that's a guy that probably, you know, I, I could see how a team would say, that guy can shoot. He just hasn't had a good opportunity there. I would think he would have some value. I still think Davion has some value. Again, exactly. I'm not seeing as a centerpiece. Right, right. Yeah. But as a piece. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Herder. Does course. this need to get done sooner rather than And I'm talking not from a basketball standpoint. I'm talking from a, a a Whitey Gleason mental health standpoint. Like, let's get something done. Let's go. I think so, but I just I don't know how they can make it happen sooner rather than later, unless you're willing to overpay and say, you know. And I don't I don't see them doing that. Do you? No, nah, Monty won't overpay. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah, think so. Yeah, that's not his mo. I, I just these next three weeks are going to be rough because there's going to be a lot of rumors. We're going to be chasing everything. Obviously, we're going to be talking about it here and. I'm just ready for it to be done with. Like, all right, let's see what we have so we can move forward. I think if the team continues to play like they've been playing, that they'll be forced to do something, don't you? I mean, yeah. you can't yeah. play between now and the deadline like they've been playing this week. And, and that's what's so scary. Like, because you'll end up. In we don't know if they've something. hit rock bottom yet. Yeah, like, yeah. You would hope this is rock bottom. What happened last night 
rock bottom, but you just don't know. I mean, Monday against Atlanta, must win? Like, you know, in the whole scheme of life, no, but you got to get this one before mm-hmm. you head out on the road for seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, real quick here, I don't know how much you care about the other games being played this weekend. The Athletic pulled nine coaches and executives. Yeah. Uh, on the playoff games this weekend. So, Ravens, Texans, this is nine coaches and executives. Mm. I don't know how it breaks down. All nine said Ravens win that game. Okay. All nine said 49ers beat Green Bay. Yeah. Uh, eight for Detroit, one for Tampa Bay, and then eight for Buffalo, one for Kansas City. But I, that one Buffalo, for Kansas City. Yeah. Wow. And I think the guy that whoever it was that said Kansas City, they said, eh, kind of a coin flip. I'll go Kansas City. So, just being really different a little the, bit or something. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and, and people are really high on Buffalo to run that they're on mm-hmm. as of late. You know, the Chiefs haven't looked good. Like, the Chiefs have sort of almost been like the Eagles, but they just haven't fallen as far. Like, they got some bad losses this season, and Buffalo is playing lights out right now. Josh Allen was back in the MVP conversation, and so I would pick Buffalo in that matchup. Jay, would uh, you said a few weeks ago you were wary of the Rams, and of course you don't have to worry about that. Would the Ravens scare you if the 49ers met him in the Super Bowl? And I mean, would you just be... Of course. Yeah. How about okay. Buffalo? Yeah, of course. How about Buffalo? Those two. Yeah. That's, that's Buffalo and, and Baltimore. Yeah. yeah. Same for me. How Same. about Houston? Because that's who it's good. No. <laughs> one, of the, one of the struggles the 49ers defense has is playing running quarterbacks. Yep. It's been that way yeah. for the last yeah. four or five years. Kyler Murray is absolutely killed the 49ers yeah. at points in time. Russ used to, too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was the other Russell part. Russell. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Yep. All right, where are you headed now, Kyle? Vista, Del Lagos, the Eagles taking on Del Campo. My son squad just beat the freshman team. Yeah. We're going to hope it's a clean sweep tonight. I got the varsity game at 730 tonight. All right, have a great weekend. Thank you. Jay, have a great weekend. You as well, sir. You have a great weekend. Thank you for being with us. We'll talk to you again Monday right here. Drive Guys, Sacktown Sports.